Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk is Treaty podcast season 2 episode 2 and again as always I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin and Darren. Boys how are you keeping? I'm good in yourself. Well not too bad now. Could have been better with a win on Friday but we'll get to all that. Um, We do have a lot to get to. Um, I suppose three weeks worth of kind of content to, to catch up on and thank you to everyone who drops suggestions for us to talk about and we will hit every single one of those points on this podcast um let's start with you darren and let's sum up your the last three weeks in five words and what it was to you an absolute load of scent <laughs> <laughs> and uh kevin i forget the question <laughs> if you were to sum up the last three weeks in five words in regards to treaty now not in regards to your personal life <laughs> Uh, I think I could do my personal life and treaty in the same. A lot of bollocks. A lot of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Darren, we'll get you to elaborate on yours very shortly because we will hit every point individually. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate some? You want me to elaborate? No, I'll elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we've been off, haven't you? Uh, yeah, well, look, no more, <laughs> no more games to start the season anyway, Jamie. doesn't help, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, um, I think <laughs> it's good. I, guess, I, I guess, like, um, you want to have a few home games. You know, I think it's that momentum big time going into the, the Galway game. So, um, mm. yeah, it, it hasn't been easy for Tommy in the squad, so... Let's hope we can have the pitch play in the weeks going forward. The weather now is supposed to get better, so that should have hopefully helped it. But, geez, that patch didn't look good on Friday, did it? None of the pitch looked good on Friday, to be honest with you. And, uh, Kevin, to, to elaborate on yours. Not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, look. <laughs> no, look. Obviously, um, hasn't been great with the no-home games. Um it's a bit of a disgrace, really, with what's going on with the pitch. And you consider how good it was last year, and it's kind of took a chance from us now. Like at Lawn was a far more winnable first home game than than Cork, and you worry now with people obviously being annoyed with the two home games being called off, and with the manner in which the Longford one was called off. And now the first home home game of the season, you go you get battered by Cork. It's not going to do great things for the attendances going forward, is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, to be fair, there was a good attendance on Friday, but if you could imagine what what the attendance would have been like if you had picked up a victory against that loan, and we even said it, Darren, on the night, we could have taken something against Longford, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, so, and obviously, even for away days, if you look at a selfish point of view for the buses and stuff, like we couldn't get a bus to Galway because of it. I know there was no bus companies, but, you know, it all it all takes its own effect. Like, I mean, there was still a decent crowd in Galway. Um yeah. So I don't think we've spoken since the Cove game. So again, we'll go very briefly on this because we do have a lot to get through. But um, Darren, I suppose, to sum up Cove very shortly, sum up um, and then sum up Cork or Galway and then Cork and then we'll do the postponements afterwards. Yeah, well, personally, I think the Cove game, it was a tough game. It was never going to be easy going to Cove. You know, um, give them credit where credit's due. They put in a, the Cove themselves put in a good shift on the night, you know, um, very tough to break down. We did have chances to win the game, but equally, I think Cove did as well. So you were happy enough to come away from a point from that game. Do you think there was enough chances taken, though, Darren? Uh, no. Look, we could have done a lot better tonight. 
we know we could have um, it wasn't our best performance but you know my my opinion was that not having that home game against that loan was massive for the team that week off didn't help anyone at all like you go you go to Cove off the back of a win against that loan a win against Wexford they're full of momentum and um, it, you know yourself in football when you have two wins behind you you're, you're full of confidence going into a game against Cove yeah. uh, Cove had that extra game and personally in my opinion I think that helped them a lot they were very prepared for treaty. They knew what they knew what to expect, and um, it could have went either way at the night. So you, when you were going home after not having a game in the previous week, you had to you had to take the point, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 to jump on, I, I personally I thought the performance in Galway that second half especially was very good. Darren myself yeah. and myself were up in it, and uh, to be fair, like. Okay, first half wasn't the best. We went two up front then in the second half, and we really. Played him off the park. To be honest with you, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the changes with Joel and Dean George coming on give us a massive lift in that game because we weren't. Let's be honest, we were getting absolutely not out of our wingers in the first half. You know, uh, it, it it was a poor, very poor first half from from our account. So I thought those two changes really did lighten things up. And to be credit, give Tommy credit credit to he win for the game. Um, yeah, I'm very unlucky first, not to draw out of it. Yeah, I thought we deserved a draw in the end, you know, in my opinion, I, I would have said it, like, I thought um, Linda Curran was going to get the, the equaliser first because he just scored a few moments earlier. Now, I don't know if it's a fitness thing with him and maybe he's just getting up to sharpness. But uh, to be, let's be honest, he's a very vital player for us in this season. You know, you can see that early already, that he's a man we need in every single game. His whole play is very good. He knows where the net is and he brings other people into play as well. So, I think... Um, Look, we 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 made it. We, I think we made every single change we had that night. I think we used all five, and we were unlucky not to come away with it. I know Red had a massive chance near the end of the game as well. So, look, we were frustrated coming away from it against a good Galway team, to be fair. And um, it's just a pity we couldn't follow up on that performance this past Friday. Definitely, and I suppose the less said about Friday, the better, Darren. But again, we'll get you to sum up really quickly what you thought of it, and we'll jump over to you then, Kev, for the rest. Yeah, I think it was just a matter of us being ourselves being very poor and Cork were very good on the day, to be honest, to give them credit. Uh, they do look to have a solid team, I think. So far, what we've seen, like I'm including Waterford in pre-season, but I could, I could be sure up there now fairly live every Friday if they put in the similar performance to Cork. But um, I think from what I've seen of Cork, and I hate saying this, I think they probably have a team there that could go on and win this league this year, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Kevin, so we'll jump over to you if you want to try and sum up Cove, Galway and Cork for us. Uh, the only thing I really have to say about Cove is that it was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the stores, it would have been an awful game altogether. I genuinely, I, it was a terrible game of football. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it, was size, it was awful. Like we still could have won it near the end and all, but if yeah. ever a game screamed in, it, it was atrocious. <laughs> the result, the result wasn't too bad, like because Cove can be a tough place to go, and getting a point from there is grand, especially not after, after as Darren said, not having the home game and things like that. But my God, what a terrible game of football to watch! Um, Galway, I think, same as Darren said as well. Like uh, first half, we were really poor, I think, but second half, we were much, much better, and I think we could have got something out of the game. To be fair, but. It just wasn't to be, you know. Um, 
it was a very poor first half, to be fair, and we left ourselves a bit of a mountain to climb. But look, we have to take the positives from the second half, and there's no good, to, there's no positives to be taken from getting battered by Cork, is there? And to be fair, um, I didn't think even Friday against Cork, I didn't think it was that great of a game. I, I think it felt like probably because they were playing on Kilkey Beach, stayed at the pitch, but it felt like the the game was very slow. It was almost like a slow motion game of football. I didn't, I didn't think Cork were spectacular and we were just absolutely dreadful we I thought we were terrible to be fair for for spells of it um like I don't know it's just another I think I thought it was an off another awful game of football but then again I am going to think it's awful when you're getting whacked 4-0 by Cork aren't you yeah well it definitely it definitely wasn't um it definitely wasn't pretty um yeah I suppose Kevin I'll stick with you for a second and I think Darren said it but is it is it the manner of defeat more so than the defeat like yeah, I think, look, I think um, we're used to seeing this group of lads put it up to everyone. Like, even last season with all the, like, with games they lost, they kind of, they were in most of them for, for most of the game. Do you know, they, they gave as good as they got. They, they they gave it to everyone, like, they tore into everyone, anyone that beat them. Bar for some reason, two or three times, Kevin Daly. Everyone <laughs> had to really work for what they got, and it just didn't feel like Cork had to work for what they got, Um the other night, you know, like it didn't feel like they tore us apart for four nil. It kind of felt like it was our mistakes and stuff like that. You know, it just we we were sloppy. We weren't. We had, we were terrible going forward for most of the game. And obviously, if you concede four, you're not doing too well going backwards either. It was just a very frustrating game. I think, especially the first one game after what happened. But the other two, it was very frustrating for, for the man who was. But look, at the same time, this is probably the first time. This has happened with this squad in the last two seasons, so you have to be realistic and have to be level-headed about it as well. It was obviously very disappointing on the day, but you, you kind of hope for a reaction on Friday, but it's not one to dwell on. You know, at the same time, it's our second time in two weeks playing a full-time team for an amateur team, and yet again we have injuries. Like I think missing in the corner was massive, you know, and I think we could yeah. really do with Jack Lynch back as well. Kind of um, another one, yeah. Kind of melodies out again, so. You know, does does that uh, thing? But I did, I did. Look, there's no point in there's no point in sugarcoating it. I thought it was a terrible performance from us. There's, there's there's no point in saying any different either. Like I don't think any of the lads would would try and pretend it wasn't. But at the same time, as long as it doesn't become a running thing, then then fair enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can't get much fairer than that, I suppose. Um. So before we've kind of summed that up there, before we move on to listener questions, I suppose. What I noticed by all the questions that there's been no questions about the pitch, and to be fair, lads, I I'll say a bit about this first, and you can jump in. It's not good enough, I suppose. For I know it's Le- it's League of Bar- I know we're still amateur, but it's League of Ireland at the end of the day, and having to call off going home games and having to look for reschedules, and even the Galway or the Waterford game and the manner that the way that was postponed, and I suppose it was similar enough to the Longford game. I know it's out of the club's control, and it's but. It's it like for us it's obviously not good enough as fans, first and foremost for fans before anything else, but for like people that travel, like the 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 aim of the goal is the Midwest. And if you're someone travelling from perceived Midwest, like and you're travelling down to that game and you hear whatever it was before kickoff, that it it's games called laugh, it doesn't really work. It's same with same with the other couple of games. Um I suppose Kevin, your your whole take on the on the pitch situation. It's an embarrassment. It's it's a disgrace to be honest. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. Um, 
the LEDP running the place are an absolute show. Like this isn't the first time. Do you know, like this the the pitch one pitch of the year there at one stage back in the Limerick FC days and the next season it was a disgrace because they decided to play one of their stupid charity rugby matches on it where they gave out about 190 free tickets and only about 110 people showed up. Like, they, they, do you know what I mean? It's I know it's it's for use for other things, but like, be realistic. Don't be stupid with the pitch. Like, how did the pitch end up even in that position in the first place? The pitch was fantastic last year. Like, myself and Darren there did the steward last year and there was no crowds and Darren will even say it himself. The amount of referees and opposition... Um, players and coaching staff and stuff that mentioned how good the pitch was last year to now be in this state. Like, how can that happen in an off-season? Like, they yeah. can say what they want, that, oh, it's for use for this and it's for use for that. The main thing for the Marcus Field is Limerick Senior Football. Like, for the year that there was no Limerick Senior Football, who cared about the Marcus Field? What was there? Nothing. Like, yeah. there's some people there's some people involved down there who think they're the star of the show and that the pitch is the star of the show and that the Marcus Field is the star of the show. And a 3D are an afterthought. Without Limerick Senior Football, Marcus Field is nothing. It's, yeah. it's grand. It's there. Who cares about it? Like, do you know suppose, what I mean? I suppose what you're saying there as well, that it was announced way back when, very shortly after the playoffs ended, after UCD game, that it would be used for both. Firstly, it was announced that the men would return there, but then it was announced that the women would return there as well. So the, the, the use of it was, week on week, was there was going to be some match soccer form or Limerick football form on the Marcus Field. Yeah, but like to be look to be very honest, there's like it, it's it's the people running it. Like there's there's people down there running it who who don't care about football. Who just you know it's it's an old vanity thing for them, and they've done a terrible job with it. There's no point in saying anything different. They've done a terrible job with it. Like how do you how do you go just during an off season from one of the best surfaces in the country to terrible more than once? How does yeah. that happen? It's mm-hmm. an absolute disgrace. Like like. The Marcus Field gets the proudest. The Marcus Field only gets the proudest and the attention because of Limerick senior football. And you're going to get people now, the usual people, oh, it's for this, it's for that. Friend, so what? Its main purpose was Limerick senior football. The only reason the ball got running in the first place with the Marcus Field getting done up and getting things was Limerick senior football. Yeah. yeah. They're the main thing that the thing gets used, that the thing gets attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can have all your stupid charity matches and all these other things on it. Like, no offence for stupid charity, but they were. <laughs> like, I, know, like, I know, like, they put on these rugby matches down there for one man's ego. Like, there's no point in saying different. I know people that were involved in the rugby clubs that were in the rugby games down there that didn't want to play down there. There's plenty of rugby pitches around the place. It's which has gone from what it was last year to what it is now is an embarrassment. And if I had my name on it, I'd be embarrassed. If I was in any way involved in running, I'd be embarrassed. And you can say what you want. Like um, Michael Horn was on there with another podcast recently, and they kind of, to be honest, I thought they were very disrespectful to him once he was off here yeah, talking yeah. about this and that. And look, to be honest, half the people on that thing are clowns anyway. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They didn't have the balls to say it to him when he was on with them. And yeah, then afterwards, yeah. saying this and that. And like, you can say what you want. Look, I'm not here to just back up the club, blindly back up the club. I said what I said on Twitter. To be honest, on the day of the Longford game, from the club was a disgrace as well it was a joke it was embarrassing for League of Ireland level as well but at the same time you can come on and say all you want of oh it's the club's thing to do this it's the club thing the club don't run the pitch it's as simple as that they don't and whether you like it or not and whether you accept it or not they don't run the pitch so what are they meant to do yeah like, like what are they supposed to do oh they have to have a pitch ready well how yeah well how like no like what like these people what do they actually want the club to do the club were told 
at 10 o'clock the morning the Longford game the game was going ahead yeah. by whoever inspected the pitch right Yeah. the club were then told they had to wait for the match official the club actually asked for an earlier inspection they asked for an inspection at 3 o'clock I believe both clubs asked for it yeah both clubs asked yeah, for it and, yeah and they weren't given it they mm-hmm. were told to wait until the match official arrived at whatever 6 o'clock half 6 whatever it was so in the meantime what does anyone want the club to do like yeah are, are the club are the club to put out on Twitter? Um, well, lads, pitch is in an awful bit of a state. It got passed, but don't come until about six o'clock until the ref gets here. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. The club social media was a bit of a joke as well. The fact that they were posting away as if everything was going on grand while the ref was there. At that stage, shut up a minute. Yeah. But during the day, why would the club not act as if the game was going ahead when everything they had been told is that the the, the match was going ahead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at the, like even myself at the time on the night of the match, I was annoyed. Think to myself, like obviously from the state the pitch was in, it should have been well known that the match wasn't going ahead. But the club can't say that. No, the club can't give official word the game is off until they are told the game is off. Yeah, and and the league confirm it. And to be fair, what I will say in the club's defence, and look, we're not here just to defend the club either, but like it's not someone that from the club that. That did the inspection at half ten that morning or ten o'clock, whatever it was. It was an independent source. It was. It was a. Lo- I think they said a local referee. I don't know if he was FAI level or local level or whatever. But he said a local official went and inspected it. So again, that's nothing to do with the club. Like that's. It's not like to be honest. I don't think it's ideal that that you have someone like that doing it because they're not qualified for it. Like obviously, mm. obviously they're not. So like it, it's. But it's not the club's fault. The club have to go by the guidelines the FAI set out, and they did. Like, mm-hmm. what, like, I don't understand. Like, the communication was terrible. What are the club to actually do? And it's fine saying, like, that lad and the other thing was going on. Oh, it's Treaty's thing to to provide a pitch. It is, which is why they pay the Marcus Field, which is why they pay the LEDP in the yeah. Marcus Field. They don't get the Marcus Field for free. They pay for a pitch to be provided from, and it wasn't. It's yeah. a failure by the people that run the Marcus Field. And now the club should be dealing with that. I'm sure they are in the background. And I'd be looking for a big discount for the rest of the year for the spare the pitch they're going to be playing on. Yeah. But like yeah. that's that's not their fault. Like I've seen people saying on on the likes of Twitter and Facebook and I'll just move it to here, just move it to there. No offense, it's not a junior game. Yeah. You can't you can't move a League of Ireland game last minute to Jackman Park, last minute to the UL. You cannot play a League of Ireland first division game in UL in the first place. No, you can't. Licensing like, rules. And, and, yeah. and for what Mike Hearn said, he went on to local radio and he did say the only plan B would be Tolman Park. But sure, that's, that's out of the question completely. But that's what he said when people are asking the only plan B is Tolman Park would be the only other place that would be considered because it got licensing for the new licensing system. So, yeah, well, look, well, well, there you go. But like, look, to be honest, I'm not sugarcoating it. It's an absolute disgrace. And, but it's not the club's fault. It's as simple as that. And people can throw back anything they want. It's not the club's fault. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't maintain the pitch during the off season, and have the thing just and have the thing wrecked. And you can say what you want. They should do this. They should do this. Blah blah blah. They're an amateur club who are getting the League of Ireland back up and running in the city. It's their second year. They don't have an army of volunteers, an army of money to be doing all these things. They don't. They pay someone to provide them a pitch, and that person made a bollocks of it. Not for the first time in the market scene. Yeah, and, and the, the way I look at that, and Darren, I'll come to you in a second because I'm not going to be able to follow up on that. Yeah, I mean, um, but, nail in the head. but the way I look at it is, is if you pay someone for a service and you pay for the service, it's like I'll, I'll go to it as simple as a birthday cake. You ask for 
we want the best birthday cake. We want it to be chocolate with chocolate frosting and you get a vanilla cake with vanilla frosting. It's not the one you wanted. It's not fit for purpose, but it's not my fault. I ordered it off a second party or a third party who haven't provided it. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm not the one who blamed if I put in what my specifications were. Nothing that can be done about it. It can't be changed. It's, and it's not my fault because I've ordered the right thing. Like, you know, and that's the way I, I kind of broke it down to very layman's terms. And I think that's what's been overlooked as well by other people on on podcasts, on Twitter. And I've also seen on Twitter that there wasn't a torrential amount of rain that fell that day. Between There was a serious amount of rain that fell that day. Between There was an absolute, a, an enormous amount of rain. So I don't know where that came from either. But anyway, Darren, I'll, I'll, I'll push on to you if you're given a chance to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much more you can follow up there. I think Kevin has hit every single point I'd like to hit, you know. Um, it is a disgrace. Let's be honest, like, you know... Um, they paid for that pitch, and I can guarantee you, and from what I know, it's not cheap to rent the Marcus Field. It's not cheap at all, you know, so that's a massive setback for the club. Even to rent that throughout the year is is costing them a lot of money, and as you said, we're an amateur team. So um, I think Kevin is absolutely right. Everyone down there should be absolutely ashamed of the way it is at the moment. And I would be hoping that common sense prevails and the club as Kevin said gets a nice discount on that pitch because the way this season has started they absolutely deserve it you know um, I know as Kevin said there was no place to switch it to obviously if you wanted to switch a game to Jackman Park there you would have to apply for that in your licensing at the start of the year Yeah, and to be fair to Treaty they had no idea this was going to happen like jogging into the season Treaty United thought right we're going to have the best pitch we can have in Limerick and let's be fair, the Marcus Field stadium wise uh, is one without, of the best without, there. It is without any without any issues to the pitch is the best we have. As Kevin yeah. said, it's the senior soccer stadium of Limerick, and that's what everyone for years has seen it as. And I mean, a lot of work has gone in to get that pitch back to be the senior soccer field in Limerick. And unfortunately, you have this happening in twenty twenty two. Yeah, the pitch is. As you said, like Kilkee Beach, and it's an, it's it's an absolute shambles, to be honest. It is, and look, I suppose not to jump over the point or whatever. The point is still very valid, and we can sit here and and talk the world right until it's fixed. But that pitch isn't going to be in a, what we consider a playable state for a good few months. But Darren, staying with you there, how much do you think that affected? not to excuse the result on Friday, but affected that result because we saw every time the ball was kicked, there was sand after sand after sand pumping into the air off the ball. Ball was moving so slow. Players, it was like, I think you turned around to me, Kevin, and said it was like watching the game in slow motion. So Darren, how yeah. much do you think that, that that level of sand on the pitch has affected the way the treaty want to play, obviously, or the way they do yeah, play? Well, yeah, of course it affects the way you want to play because, I mean, 90% of the last season the pitch was in perfect nick and they knew exactly what they were playing on now they're playing on a, a, a lot of sand I mean it's like passing the ball down, as you said it's like passing the ball on the beach it just it just stops now and again and look you have to adapt to that now unfortunately like our next three games I think are at home so we're going to have to try to adapt to that and again it's not it's to no fault the three it's, no, it's actually to no fault of Tommy Barrett either like um, I'm sure Tommy if he had if he had a chance to tee off on a few of these people, he would most definitely tee off on them. Do you know what I mean? But I suppose it does not. Yeah, he's preparing for the best season he can again. He's following up in a massive year he had last year, and then he gets a setback on a on a pitch like you know. So it's not ideal for any manager. And I suppose look the the main thing I suppose 
he can't really start teeing off people either at the moment in the situation the club are in, you know, as, as yeah. they are very new and they do need all yeah. the hell and they to be can fair get. to Tommy, I think he's handled the situation really well. Like, and and you know, speak I've, of, I've seen a few of his interviews and it's very hard to bite your lip there and he said what he needed to say and he got his point across very well at that. I, I also, I don't know if you saw, he did an interview with our good friend Angel Ricalde and, and like you said, Darren, he hit the nail on the head and look, he said, he said what he had to say, he could have digged in on him, but like I said, the club yeah. needs all the help they can get so far as they are so new. Um, Okay, kind of jumping a tiny bit and we will come back to that at some stage later as, as a final word. But let's move on to some listener questions and I'm some of these are actually very interesting. So I feel we will we'll actually bring up a lot of issues that uh, I think have been pointed out. Um, so the first one came in from Robert Brennan. Um, he said... Has our style of soaking up pressure been found out? Uh, Kevin, do you want to go first? Um, I don't think so because I don't think you can really, I don't think you can really find that out. Do you know, like it was, it was the same last year, like when teams had the ball and and stuff like that. You're attacking; it's just very, very hard. It was just very, very hard to break us down. Um, just maybe this year, I think we've actually changed style a bit more than anything. More than anything, getting caught out. I think we've gone a bit more attacking and a bit less of the, the sitting in and being solid defensively and it's left us open a bit like um I think if you look at more than one of the goals against Cork were actually counter attacking goals where, where we were on the attack and they caught us on the break, you know? Mm. Whereas whereas what we done last year was kind of just let them come to us and we went on the counter. But we've obviously brought in more attacking players and and stuff like that. And I think it's more of a change of, of thing and look it's a bit early anyway. We're a bit too mid- we're a bit early in the the season to be talking about being cut out for things like that. You know, um, you look at it even Barda, like we play two full time teams, and I know they've scored six goals against us. But other than that, we kept the clean sheet in Cove, and the goal against Wexford wasn't anyone catching us out. The thing flew in from a, a tornado from yeah. a corner. So, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that yet. No, and I still think the lads probably need to settle together. I know there's. Most of the back five are still there, but you take out a centre back and the that's keeper, yeah. and do you know that that's a that's a big thing when you consider how absolutely excellent Anto and Tyg were last year. So yeah, we haven't started the season as well defensively, but I don't think it's it's a style getting caught out running. I just think we're playing slightly different now because we have a slightly different team. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Darren. So this three D football podcast asked. Again, have Treaty United been figured out? And I think a question that all of us have I've been asking: Should Willie Armshaw start against Waterford? Uh, have we been found out? Obviously, uh, Cork, Cork was maybe the one that found us out. Obviously, uh, but we have had a lot of new players come into the team. Um, as, as Kevin mentioned there, I think Anto O'Donnell has been a big loss for us, and is probably a player we'll hopefully get back in the next few weeks later in the season. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, the best thing about 3D last year was that back five. I mean, that was the spine of your team last year. Now, don't get me wrong, Joe Norman's a good player coming in, but he's just getting up to speed. He has to, he has to get to know Lansden as well, you know. You've Lee <laughs> David there in the middle, and then you've ended up top, and a few other new players around the place. So it's going to take time for them to gel as well. Uh, as for the Willie Armshaw one, um, yeah. I don't want that when he came on against Waterford there I thought he was ex- or sorry Waterford, <laughs> I mean, when, he, when he came on against Cork on Friday yeah I thought he gave us something different going forward um, same with Cove 
yeah, he had a chance to win it. Yeah, we know what Willie can produce, and he gave us a lot of big moments last year. Um, uh, yeah, I think it could be time to give him a shot. Do you know, there's there's absolutely nothing to lose there in giving them a shot. Um, I think Joel has been playing well, in my opinion. He's been playing well. Um, Dean George always looks a tread as well. So, like, if I was going to go with options in the wing, it would be between Dean George, Joel, and Willie at the moment. But, yeah, I'd say I'd, for that for that one, I think Willie Armstrong probably deserves a go, yeah. Um, perfect. Um, and I suppose, look, just to mention with the two found out ones, I think... It's it's very hard, okay. So we put in a very good performance against Wexford. We put in a decent, well, I won't say well, it was a decent performance considering the pitch, and and the opposition you're up against against Cove, who would be similar kind of setups ourselves. Even though Wexford have had a lot of funding this year, but then against two full time teams, it's always going to be hard. So I think that's also important to know before we move on. Um, Kevin Thomas asks, do you think we're missing a player like Shawnee McSweeney to link defence to attack? Definitely, definitely, and especially. Someone the quality of Sean, you know, like that was a, a big, big loss. Um, I, I thought we might have been all right with it when we thought that Denzel Fernandez was going to be alive. Because <laughs> I think the, I think the club's thinking was Denzel Fernandez was going to be that man as well. Yeah, which is why they signed him. But no, obviously we lost him, and um, I think um, we had Callum in there against Wexford at the start of the season, the first game of the season. I thought he was excellent. Um, mm. I think we tried Stephen Christopher in there. One or one or two games was it? Was it two or one games? Uh Cove and Galway, yeah. Yeah, well that didn't work at all. So it didn't like so there's there's no point in talking rubbish about it. It's, I don't think Stephen Christopher worked in there at all. Um I I think I'd be trying something maybe if we could possibly get Callum there again or or something like that. But like you have to think as well. I was just thinking there just when you were talking, like just from that car game talking about last year. Just from last year we were missing uh, Tyg, Antle, Clyde O'Connell, Jack Lynch, and Sean McSweeney from a team, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a lot of quality to take out. So, obviously, things are going to look a bit different. So, maybe, like, I think we could really do a Jack back at some stage. <laughs> like, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> maybe try so I'd maybe try Dean George in there again or, or something like that. But I think, mm. yeah, we 100% are missing something like that. And especially someone the quality of Shawnee who. He was quality, let's be honest. Like. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And I suppose the sooner Jack is back for for everyone, the better. Not that the lads in there are doing a bad job, but he, he brings that level of experience as well to that midfield um, because the two lads are young. Um, okay, Luke Kennedy comes with Darren. Should Willie be starting or given more game time than just 10 minutes again? Also, our striker seems to be getting isolated a lot and just doesn't have the support maybe in change formation to help us forwards, question mark. And finally, how much does Alan Patchell hate us? <laughs> I think I've more or less answered the Willie one already anyway. Um, basically, going back there, as Kevin said, uh, Sean McSweeney is a big loss, so we need to get someone maybe off in the current that might give him something. I know Joel Costring has played in the a 10 role before maybe it could be something worth looking at uh, as I said if you're going to maybe you could try Joel in behind them and maybe Willie out wide with Dean or something like that mix it up I, I know we probably have a cup game against I, can't, I, know, I think that Munch was in your cup game will probably come upon us soon enough as well so maybe that could be a game to try it out in or Tommy wants to have a go they have a go in the league but uh, yeah putting Christopher in there definitely didn't work and um, I think uh, he could do with the rest as well. He looks like he's getting burnt out in games, as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, what was the other one he asked? What was the other one he asked there, Jim? Uh, oh, Alan Patchell. Uh, 
just, yeah. Oh yeah, he that man hates us. And <laughs> I think the feeling back is mutual because over that playoff game last year and Stephen Christopher again being mentioned and they're sending off, you know, um we all know it wasn't and yeah, th- there's no love lost there, to be honest. Um I'm sure I know. Uh we don't want to see him in any of our games anytime soon, anyway, to be honest. And I don't no. think we're the only club either. I've seen a few clubs on Twitter that have got him and they're not too happy with him either. Well, I've seen it, like, again, look, I know everyone thinks referees, well, it is a thankless job, but I've seen, I, I've listened to a couple of podcasts that have said that he's lost control of games recently. Yeah. And the other thing I will say is how you're winning referee of the year in a couple of years, and a few times in a couple of years, in the first division, you're not moved up to the, the Premier. It's like winning pitch of the year and being a beach the year after. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Um, something I wanted to point out, I don't know if you noticed it, but Cork's first goal, um, I can't remember who was down injured. Their, I think it was their left winger went down injured. And he was down for a good while before the goal. And obviously he let play continue and they scored. But then uh, there was a stage, I think it was in the first half also, Um we had the ball and we were on a, a pretty promising attack and Cork had a man down and he was down for a good while and we looked just about as we looked to get threatening. He blew it and it went back and I was just I was just wondering, did you spot the, the double standards there a tiny bit or was it just me or was it different situations? But I just no, thought right. it was very odd. No, I know it's all right, but he's just shit, just to be very honest. Oh, there's Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Straight to the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> A couple of other things I saw raised was um, the the inexperience of the squad in the way that, like you you said it there, it will take time to gel. And would it be a case of sooner, or it'll be a detriment to the case that it'll be later rather than sooner for, for any hopes that we have for pushing for a playoff? I know that's not the goal and it never says the goal, but you'd like to build on some bit last year, wouldn't you, Darren? Missing your club captain doesn't help anyway, as we said there with Jack Lynch, and hopefully he's back soon enough. Uh, and they're having surgery. And you have the likes, as I said, there's Joe Garvin's coming in, a few new players there. Uh, Jeremy in there, and a few others. Like, so, um, I think there's one player in the next few weeks as well. I want to mention that a little bit more of because I thought he was impressive in pre season. Is Colin Conroy? Um, yes, he won yeah. a few games. I think he done well when he came on against Galway as well. Um, definitely be a player to. A shot touch, you know, he looks very tidy on the ball as well. Good young player coming from Boz, he's one of a good few things at Boz. So, yeah, I think mm. that's a player no, I'd like to see in the next few weeks be given the shot. Um, yeah, I'd be, be happy to see that, to be honest. Yeah, and um, just uh, Colin's actually out with a concussion at the moment, as is Connor. Two of them are out. Colin got his concussion obviously from that tackle against Galway towards the end, and um. Connor has one from training, so it might be a couple of weeks. How would you get a concussion in training? <laughs> well, it was just on Tommy's interview after the Galway game. He said he got a concussion in the night before the match in training. Red, Red tried a bicycle kick or something and took him over a bit or something like that. Yeah. To be fair, Enda's <laughs> partial to a few bicycle kicks, actually. He, saw he is. <laughs> He's partial to a few overhead attempts. Um, but yeah. Um, Cool. Let's look ahead to this Friday night. Um, very, very tough game again coming against uh, Waterford. Another full-time outfit. Probably the favourites to win the league out this year again after coming down from last year. Um, the way I look at it all lads, is we played a month this year. I know it was Munster Senior Cup uh, or whatever it was, whatever they call it. And 
we beat them 2-0 and we, they didn't really look like scoring against us and we had a great performance. So what would your, your view have been on it to start with you, Kevin? Uh, I think they didn't have their full team out there either and I think they've signed about another 47 players. It seems like they're announcing signings every week. Yeah, themselves in that zone. Well, it's it's going to look. It's going to be another tough game. It's another full time team. They're one of the favourites. I think they are the fav- They were the favourite to win the league at the start, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Like they have, they have quality in their team. It's going to be another very very tough game. I think maybe if we could just build a giant sandcastle in front of our goal, <laughs> or whatever, if we just set a few booby traps with the sand. Who knows? You know, us. No, and that's look, it's going to be a very tough game. Um, I, I like you'll be hoping you get something. You'll be hoping you get a better performance um, than against Cork. But at the same time, can we really be going into any of these games against any of these full-time clubs expecting? You know, it's it's going to be tough. But knowing these group of lads, they will come both way. And after a poor performance, uh, they have any other time they've lost the game. So hopefully, but it's going to be very very tough. And I think you need to be realistic about that as well. Yeah, yeah, Darren. Yeah, the same. It's, it's not going to be easy, like. But um, I think if there's one thing about what we found out about three United you know, last year was there is character in the squad, and we do have bounce back ability to to bad days. So there's still there's still players there. I mean, like the likes of Mark Ludden there, who's leading the side at the moment. I think he was one of the first people to come out and apologise for the performance of the day. So I can guarantee you, he'll be onto the players this week in training, and he'll be pushing them as hard as possible. With the management and the coaches, like to to put things right, and it wouldn't be surprised me if we did put things right on Friday night. But um, look, they need our support now more than ever as well. When things aren't going well, we're missing a few players through injury. Um, every fan just get down, be loud as possible. It's another Munster derby. Uh, it'd be nice to get it'd be nice to get a result against Waterford on Friday to turn it around, you know. So, looking and it's our second home game of the season, so. Um, yeah, let's hope let's hope the lads show up, put up a bit of fight, and I'm I'm sure they will. And look a positive performance, and hopefully a result out of it. And happy days. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, um, I suppose for us, Darren, and and then the the, the way days sort of thing, it's been difficult to collect any bit of membership for the Blue Army. So if you want to give a quick spiel there, I suppose you you'd be back at it Friday night if you can. Um, about about the, the Blue Army memberships. Yeah, well, I said we'd let it go because I don't think anyone would have been in the mood for Blue Army memberships now after being hungover on Paddy's Day and I was hungover myself, so <laughs> I didn't have the, the frame of mind to do it. But uh, yeah, this Friday, we'll look to get that done. Um, our support would be greatly appreciated. As, as everyone knows, the price of fuel has gone absolutely through the roof at the moment. We're looking to purchase some treaty flags and a few Blue Army flags that... Uh, had a bit of colour around the ground as well. So, look, we've we've plans like that. And obviously, it takes funds to get in. Um, but the main thing, as you know, Jamie, as I've said to a lot of people, is getting our getting our fans to wear games. Um, mm. Jerry O'D has to get a big mention because, let's be honest, without him the last day, he put a he put a nice little chunk towards the bus. We he backed the bus so we could get uh, forty plus fans up to up to the away game in wherever it was called Wexford, wasn't it? Cove, 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 my apologies. I'm all mixed up. <laughs> in Cove, yeah, he, he backed the bus to get a, a decent crowd to Cove, so um, deserves a massive mention and we appreciate that big time uh, because, as you said, not having a home game, we haven't been able to pull many things together, so anyone that can support us on Friday night, I think we'll do that. The men stand 
entrance there if possible if we get permission from the club just as the defenders are coming into the ground and every every little helps and we'd be um we'd be greatly happy we'd be great uh we'll appreciate everything that people can give a one um before we go so kevin and i'll come to you then darren if you were to describe the perfect next two weeks as a 3d fan what would they be um a miracle with the pitch and a few wins <laughs> okay, I'd be happy to get a result on Friday whether it be a draw or a win uh, just to turn it around and build from there because there is winnable games in this division I think one of Tommy's famous words, famous ones last year was um, and anyone can take a result from anyone in the first division and um, I think it still stays like that this year so look let's hope we can turn it around As I'd, I'd be slightly I, I have a little bit of confidence in the team I think there, there's a lot of good characters there and um I think we can definitely go into Waterford and get something out of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, well, just looking towards Waterford, last thing, there's a break of a week coming up. It's our bye week, I think, coming up. And then you you have two games in a week with that, the rescheduled that long game. And then you have another home game after that, I believe. Um, Kevin, does a result become a tiny bit more important going into a break like that? Because we saw last year when you had your... The, let's say the schedule two week breaks and I think we lost the cabin tea lead in the first one and we came out and we had our best stint in that second kind of block would going in with a result be, be kind of almost necessary now after two defeats in a row um, well first things first is I think it has to be said they should have just let Shamrock Rovers be in because bye weeks are the biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard but anyway um, <laughs> yeah other than that, look, I think if you, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think we're at that stage yet. And I think, didn't you say if we win a game in hand or something like that, we're only three points off top or something like that? If we win both our games in hand yet, we're actually three points off, off Cork. Yeah, like, look, the league is, it's very early. The league is going to be very tight, as it was last year. So I wouldn't think we're at the stage it would be necessary yet. Uh, but it, it would be big, you know, like, even if you could get a point after the Cork game, then like you're going into you're going into the week after weeks training in a good mood coming out against that loan then which will be a winnable game like in in a good mood you could get a win and all of a sudden then you've trapped in your last two games whereas obviously if you don't get a result you're after losing three and a half you know so I, I think yeah it'd be it'd be great to go into that break with something yeah. just to, to give the lads a bit of a lift before they come back out and have a hop off it again but I wouldn't say it's necessary yet. There's a long, long, long way to go. And who knows, by the time the season is over, we might only have four home games played. So. <laughs> we'll have a list of them to go to the end. Uh, Darren, would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, to be fair, I think the Longford and that long games were winnable myself. I told you this, Jamie. So that's what I was most frustrated over with the pitch. I thought, from what I've seen so far, that loan and Longford, there were probably two games we could have got six points out of. So, Let's hope when we meet them again, we can do that. You know, um, let's be honest, our aim is probably going to be fifth at the highest we can get. You know, and that even at that, that would probably be a bonus this year with the players we've we've lost. But we brought some good players in, so look, everyone would be delighted to get into the playoffs again. Um, that's the aim for the lads, and let's hope, let's hope we can put a few results together. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, the Sandcastles turn into grass, and we get a few points for ourselves on the board. Yeah, yeah, and I and I do think it's it's important to look at as well that this is probably I know Tommy always says that there's there's no easy game in in this division, but Kevin, this run of fixtures 
ending hopefully with Waterford on Friday will probably be the toughest block of fixtures that we face in, mm-hmm. in, in at any stage in the season because I'm just looking through the fixtures here and you don't have those four teams. You don't have um, Galway, Cork, Waterford and Longford in the same four weeks again. So I know we didn't play Longford but we were scheduled to play, play them. So you, you could be looking at a tiny little bit less pressure off in these running games especially when you don't have to play three maybe four full-time teams back-to-back yeah definitely like that, that was a tough ask it was always going to be a tough ask um, and I, I think having them split up a bit more will be for the best so if we could get anything at all out of this game Friday it, it'd be good but yeah not having them in a row will ease a bit of the pressure you know because you know you're after finishing with one full-time team you have another yeah you have another so Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So, boys, we, we will leave it there and we will hopefully see you all back in the Marcus Fields. Give it another chance for yourselves on, on Friday and hopefully we can see an improvement. We're not doing predictions, Jamie. No? We oh, give up on that. sorry. sorry. Well, <laughs> our predictions were so wrong in the last couple of weeks because there was no yeah, games. I said there was a few people. No, wait, they are my one. <laughs> right. So, there, let's, let's head away with your prediction. Jeez, uh, I'd be negative now, wouldn't it? I'm going to go a one all draw and a late equaliser. And if we're going to go in with a goal scorer, I'm going to go Mark Ludden. <laughs> one one no. draw with a late equaliser, but I have to pick a winning goal scorer. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, 2 1. So, but no, 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 I'll stick with the draw. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'd take a point on Friday night. Um, it would feel like a winner if we got a late goal, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, I think Mark Ludden has a free kick in his locker as well. He's been shaping up to a few of them there recently. Just us. if I can give him a uh, if I can give him any bit any word at all, just have a crack. <laughs> have a crack. Yeah, have a go. He's been he's been shaping up them, but they haven't went to plan. So hopefully one will have a last shot for <laughs> And you can. I hope I'm wrong, but Tunnel Waterford. Shit. A one so boys, we will see you Friday night, and thank you all again for listening and dropping your questions and your suggestions on what to talk about. Keep it coming, and we'll keep answering them as long as we can.